I can't believe I'm saying this, but as we approach the middle of the month of Preptober, October, I thought it would be important for me to say why I'm doing National Novel Writing Month. Because I have a lot of reasons. And, well, I don't know how many of them are good. So let's talk about that on today's Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my new book, Crucify My Love. And yeah, today we're going to be talking about why I do NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writing Month. And yeah, that, that, that topic sounds and feels a little solipsistic, a little narcissistic to me, but I, I don't feel that it is appropriate for me to talk about other writers and why they do things because I don't know I'm not in their heads so I want to do the one thing that I can do and talk about me and why I do stuff but before we get into all that if you haven't already please take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on it really does help out a lot it tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people the more people that listen the bigger the community the bigger the community the better the chance we get to communicate with each other and after all that's why I do this in the first place. Thank you to everybody who's already done that. National Novel Writing Month. Oh, it seems like only yesterday I did the first one. And if I'm looking at my blog correctly, <laughs> then my first nano would have been in 2005. I think my first nano was the first nano. I'm not 100% on that. It may have existed before then, but I remember hearing about it, thinking, hey, that sounds like an nifty idea, and getting on board. Now, I'd like to say that I do National Novel Writing Month, which, for anybody who doesn't know, is the month of November. The whole idea is you challenge yourself to write 50,000 words in 30 days. Basically, if you write every day, that's about 1,668 words a day, for 30 days, and at the end of that, if you are writing one complete story that's that long, you will have a novel. A short novel, but a novel. And there are many, you know, prominent and important novels that are within that range. And I would like to say that I do this because it helps me to actually finish, but that would be a lie. <laughs> that would be a terrible lie. Because while I started doing this in 2005, which would make this my 14th, wow, 14th nano, um, yeah, I've only ever finished three of the projects that I've started. And I mean finished. I also, not surprisingly, only won nano three times and actually finished all three of those books. So... Yeah, and none of those books were actually 50,000 words. They were around 65,000 words, because one, I like to give myself a little space, and 
at least for the first one that was rigidly outlined and yeah now that fin finishing three out of 14 projects is not a good track record so if it doesn't actually help me finish writing why do i do it why would anyone do this because that's kind of the crazy question that we have to start asking ourselves, right? Why would anyone put themselves through this? It's a madcap adventure. Trying to write that much, that consistently, can really burn you out creatively. It can take a toll on you. There's a lot of energy, effort, and just craziness that goes into writing a story that fast, that thoroughly. And... I think it's actually the challenge of it and not just the challenge of it, but I think it's the same reason, at least for me, that people run marathons because yeah, I'm a member of the writing community on Twitter and I'm a member of some other writing groups here, there and yonder. And I know some writers in you know, my real life, but, um, we're all kind of scattered. We're doing things here, there and yonder. And so a lot of times one of us is writing while one of the others is editing and writing in and of itself is a rather lonely process. I mean, yeah, my life in general is a rather lonely process, but that's a whole other podcast for a whole other subject. But yeah, it's just you for me. It's using my laptop and cranking out words and cranking out words and cranking out words. Generally, just me and my pets trying to get as many words out as I possibly can. And it, it's lonely. People, a lot of people don't understand what you're going through, especially in your real life. Like people that are not writers generally don't have an understanding of, you know, that it is work, that it is not just, as I like to say, playing with my imaginary friends. It's draining. It's emotionally, at least for me, it's emotionally and mentally taxing. And being able to go through that with a whole bunch of people, whether I know them or not, who are all going through the same struggles. We're all trying to hit the same goal at the same time. We're all moving at our different paces and we're all hitting our walls at different moments. That's wonderful. That joint or collective struggle really is reassuring. It helps you get through your own struggle, at least for me. Knowing that other people are going through the problems that I'm having as I'm going through them, and the mutual support that you get from other people who are participating in the same event that you are, it it's really helpful. It does really good things for my morale, which honestly, while writing can take a serious and severe hit because the dirty little secret about writing that nobody really talks about is that on every project about half to three quarters of the way through it, sometimes only a quarter of the way in, you will have the most stunning realization of your life. You will realize that this is the worst story ever written. No one's ever contrived a dumber story than the one that you have. No one has ever written worse prose than what you're writing. 
It's uneditable. It's non-revisable. There's nothing that you can do. It is irrevocably bad. It's a waste of your time. It's a waste of your energy. You should be doing something else. Hey, you know that sexier idea that you had? The one that you decided to put on the shelf because it wasn't ready? Maybe you should be working on that one instead. And when those thoughts happen, and they will happen, they come to us all eventually. It's good to have a supportive community around you to help you push through. And while I'm not saying that I don't have that year-round, and I'm not saying that I don't have that in my normal life, there's something special when you're not the only one experiencing that turmoil. There's something special when you're not the only one hitting that particular wall. And you can commiserate with your fellow writers and try to find a path forward together to get out of that dark place and back into the groove where you can write and finish the story that you really do want to write, no matter how much every aspect of you is fighting against that, telling you that that is a lie. Because you know for a fact that it's a story that you want to tell. Or you wouldn't have started it in the first place. There's something magical about working alongside other people like that. And as a writer, it's not something that we get to do very often. I think it's one of the reasons why writing sprints on some various streaming services are becoming more popular. Having that time and having those people to commiserate with over the work that you're doing is helpful. It is inspiring. And more than anything, when you hit those dark points, can help you push through. It's one of the many ways that we as writers have found to try to take some of that isolation away from the process, some of that loneliness that's built into the process. Think about it, in previous generations, that was lionized. Isaac Asimov would famously go to a hotel, I believe in Sri Lanka, and sequester himself the entire time while he wrote his books, because he needed to be alone and isolated and away from the world. And we have that story from so many writers who go and seek that solitude. The story of going to that cabin out in the woods or going away somewhere where nobody knows you and finding that place alone where you and your thoughts can craft that book. And the thing is, we don't have to do that because we're going to be alone writing that book whether there are other people in the room or not. Does National Novel Writing Month actually help writers? Well, I can't speak for everyone, but I can speak from my own experience. I don't think I would have written three of the books that I wrote without National Novel Writing Month. When I wrote Shine Like Thunder, when I wrote um, Crucify My Love, and when I wrote Sanctify My Sins, those were all nano books. And beyond that, I don't think I would have been able to persevere. I don't, this is going to sound really melodramatic, and I apologize for that, but I don't know if I would still be here without nano. Because, you know, I don't sugarcoat that, you know, a couple years ago, 
I went through the deepest, darkest depression that I have ever been through in my life. And don't worry, this isn't some oddly sentimental take on a writing event where I'm going to say that it literally saved my life, but anyone who's ever experienced depression knows that the hardest thing to do is to get out of bed. The hardest thing to do is to find motivation to get stuff done. And I mean, when I say stuff, I mean anything. Taking a shower, brushing your teeth, eating, anything. Everything is a chore. Everything just seems pointless and difficult and unnecessary. And through all of that, while I never finished any of the projects that I worked on in those three years when I was in that deep, deep funk, I worked on a project every November. I actually worked on several others in the meantime because they do Camp, camp um, Nanos that are basically in other months that have 30 days throughout the year. And while I never finished any of those books, I tried to write them. I have drafts. I have words that I wrote during those dark, lonely, destructive times of my life. Because I could tell myself that I had made a promise. Whether I kept the promise or not was up to me. But I promised to work on this story for 30 days and finishing it or not that that's icing on the cake for me getting to the 50,000 words or not that's that's a perk it's the consistent effort that was important it was the thing that I needed to do and when you're in a place where you don't feel like doing anything when you don't believe that anything matters being able to get motivated, no matter how meagerly, that's important, that's helpful. And, you know, one of those books, it took me 30 days to write like a thousand words, which is less than I should be writing a day. But in hindsight, you know, at the time, it didn't feel like a success, but in hindsight, it feels like one of the best things that I did for myself. Because it made me get up every day and at least try to do something that I loved. At least try to do something positive. Something that would make me feel better, make me feel like I had a sense of accomplishment, make me feel anything at a time in my life when I couldn't feel anything. And I will always be grateful to... <laughs> Nano for that, to national the National Novel Writing Month for that, because even in those darkest hours, I had a goal, and it was a goal that was imposed from outside, but it wasn't a goal that felt pressuring. It didn't add any additional stress to my life. All I had to do was show up for 30 days. Hopefully at the end of that, I'd have 50,000 words done. Maybe even a novel. But whether I had either of those, I had to show up. I promised to show up. 
and I didn't always keep that promise, but I felt it deep inside and it motivated me and it moved me and it got me something that is, was so difficult to get and that's momentum. Now, am I saying that National Novel Writing Month is the cure for depression? No, it is not the cure for depression. It is not what cured my depression. <laughs> I'm not saying that at all. I'm not making any medical claims about trying to write 50,000 words in 30 days. What I am saying, though, is the event itself has such a special place in my heart just because it helped give me motivation when I couldn't give myself motivation. And sometimes you need that kick in the butt. I think I think all of us occasionally need that exterior kick to say, just get it done. Just do something, anything. But it doesn't always work when our friends say it or when our family says it because they can accidentally push buttons. Nano doesn't care about my feelings. It's distant. It's merely a goal. It's something that's out there. It's something that I can participate in. And I don't know why, but at least for me, I was able to find strength in that and motivation in that. And whether I wanted to or not, I think as long as we're doing National Novel Writing Months, as long as we're doing these crazy word sprints, I'll probably do my best to be there for them. Just because they've meant so much to me in the past and I know they will continue to mean a lot to me in the future. But at the same time, I know that everything that I'm doing in this month of Preptober is a lie. You see, I've been prepping to write a sci-fi epic next month. But I know myself. That's not what I'm going to be writing. It may be. This may be the year that I surprise myself entirely and actually write the thing that I prepared for all month. But I will write it eventually. It is a story that I really want to tell. But that's the other thing that Nano has taught me. To trust my own instincts. Crucify My Love is not the book that I had planned to write that year, but it's the book that I wrote and finished. Sanctify My Sins was not the book that I had planned to write that year, but it is the book that I planned and finished. The same thing's true with um, Shine Like Thunder, not exactly the book that I had planned to write. In fact, the idea for Shine came to me about three or four days before Nano that year. And I quickly outlined the main plot points of the story and slapdashed everything so that I was always a chapter or two ahead as I wrote that book. Because the most important thing that I have learned from doing National Novel Writing Month over all these years is probably the hardest lesson I've ever had to learn in life. That sometimes... I need to trust my own instincts. And when I force myself to do something that I don't want to do, it never ends well. And that's an important lesson for us to learn at any point in our life. And 
something that I'm very happy to have gotten out of the way. It's something that I just know now. Every now and then I have weird ideas and maybe, just maybe, I should follow them and see where they go. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to write the sci-fi epic I'm working on, but it probably won't be next month. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did and you haven't already, please take a moment to rate this podcast and whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, please go to the show notes, wherever they are in the app you're listening to me on, and click the voice message button. That will take you to our voice message system, where you can leave me a short, simple, clean message so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. If you'd rather hit me up on social media, I am C.E. Dorset on both Twitter and Instagram. And you can find links to everything else that I do over at projectshadow.com. If you've got a dollar that you can pass my way, it really would help out a lot. In the show notes, you'll find a link to both listener support and my Patreon. The difference between the two is the people on Patreon occasionally get stuff. If you can do, if you can help, it really does matter. That's basically how I make money. That and the uh, occasional ads that appear on this podcast. I mean, I do sell books too, but actually, you know, make more off of the ads and I make more off the podcast than I do off the books. I'll just leave it at that. Um, thank you to everybody who already does that. And if you don't have any money right now and, or you just don't feel like giving, that's fine. But if you know somebody you think would like this podcast, do share it with them. That helps out a lot too. I have been working on this mammoth history of the Anki, the Ansara Empire, and hopefully that will be out soon. It's already like 1900 words and growing, so we'll see how long that ends up being, but hopefully that will be out soon. Thank you to everybody who's following me over at World Anvil, and until next time, don't forget, have the fun. Bye.